0: Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner. Thank you so much for joining me today on our program, Time with Denise Renner. You know, I've been talking to you lately about the power of waiting on the Lord out of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, which says, but those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And the next part says they shall mount up with wings as an eagle That's what I want to talk to you today about. And please, if you have any prayer needs, we want to hear from you. We are there to receive your call, your email, and to pray for you. We care about you. Please let us know how we can pray for you. And if God is doing miracles in your life, if you're seeing supernatural things happen in your life, in hearing the word of God that we're preaching right now, Please let us know, because we want to rejoice with you. Well, go with me to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, and you're going to see this wonderful verse. We're just going to look at it again. And it says, but those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle and that's what I want to talk to you today about. Now, I have this amazing book. It's called On Eagle's Wings. It's by Cole Stringer, and I got a lot of my information from this book today, and I, I will have a direct quote out of this book. A Wonderful. If you have an opportunity to maybe uh Find this book somewhere. It gives you a lot of understanding about eagles. And the Bible compares us to eagles, not just in this verse, but many other times. Uh, The eagle is such an accomplished flyer that he can soar above the storms and even cyclonic conditions with complete mastery of flight. Other birds are thrown by these powerful winds, but not the eagle. So the eagle is, God made the eagle in a very special way that when the storms come or even cyclonic conditions The eagle, instead of being blown over and destroyed by that wind and that power, they are gliding over it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, remember, those that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up on wings as an eagle. So let's let's learn more. Okay, aircraft designers, and this is a fact have been unsuccessful in trying to copy the eagle's slotted wing structure. So these manufacturers of airplanes, they they studied the eagles, they studied how their wings are slotted, but they could not duplicate it. And their feathers are tapered at the tips and they form these slots. And those slots act like shock absorbers. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I'm amazed by shock absorbers that are in the car. You might be in one car that has really nice shock absorbers and you go over a bump and you hardly feel it. But you're in another car and the shock absorbers aren't so good and you feel every bump in the road. Well, the eagle on the tips of his feathers has, because they're slotted, God did this amazing thing. They act like shock absorbers. So when the wind hits them, instead of knocking it over through his feathers, he just, he just he just stands and and puts a barrier between the power of that wind and himself. And if you and I are waiting on the Lord, if we are trusting in the Lord, if we acknowledge the Holy Spirit who is on the inside of us, then like that eagle, we have these shock absorbers. Oh, I just love this. Haven't you seen the Holy Spirit do that? That you are in a situation and you should be really upset by it. But because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, giving you peace, giving you power, it's like you have shock absorbers and the bump comes, but you don't feel it. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit and and life problems people they can come against us and they can try to knock us out of our place or they don't they don't know what they're doing but but the enemy can move through them it can steal your peace it can steal your joy but with the holy spirit on the inside this amazing shock absorber he can hold you in your place oh that is so powerful Now, listen to this. This is a direct quote. In conditions which should be difficult for a man to stand, an eagle can hover as steady as a rock, the wingtips moving constantly and automatically to make adjustments to the air currents. Oh, is that the Holy Spirit? He's making adjustments. If we're listening to him, he will make adjustments. He'll say, don't think that. Think this. He'll say, don't say that. In fact, don't say anything. Keep your mouth closed. He might say, you can say this. He might say, I love you. I mean, He's making adjustments. The Holy Spirit making adjustments. The enemy coming and saying, You'll never succeed. You're not as good as this person. You're going to fail just like the rest of your family. And the Holy Spirit making adjustments says that's a lie from the enemy. Don't believe it. You're going to get sick just like your aunt got sick just like your mother got sick they died of that disease you're going to too here comes the holy spirit making adjustments no that's not your future i'm with you i'm in you i'm the power of god in you you're not going to die like your mother die like your die like your aunt because i i healed your diseases Holy Spirit making those adjustments, fear trying to come to us, the enemy pressing on us and saying, what if this happens? What if that happens? The Holy Spirit, the great adjuster, making those adjustments, saying, no, no, don't believe that. That's a lie. That's not true. God's not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's the great shock absorber. I just love that. Friend, that is you and that is me. If we're waiting If we're listening, if we're leaning toward hearing him, he's making those adjustments for us so that the wind won't knock us over, the sickness won't knock us over, the trial won't knock us over, the bad news won't knock us over, but we will be as steady as a rock. That is powerful. You don't have to be knocked over. I don't have to be knocked over by every wind and wave that comes against us because of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, the Holy Spirit that's inside of me. That's the great shock absorber. Oh, love it. Another thing I learned in this book was that eagles they see five times better than humans so god gives you and me eyes to see with an understanding and a mercy in situations that if we didn't have those kind of eyes we might just yell and scream back at that person that yelled and screamed at us or we might just say well You are being demeaning to me, I'm going to be demeaning to you. Or we just might say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm too afraid. But no, he gives us eyes to see what we wouldn't normally see. He gives us eyes to see his power. He gives us eyes to see with mercy and understanding and to see that situation more deeply and to give that person grace in that situation and to change what we were going to say and say what we see that needs to be said or do what we see with those eyes like an eagle. That needs to be done. This is so powerful. Some eagles fly at the speeds of 200 miles per hour. Is that like amazing? When they see their prey from up very, very high and they see from very far with their powerful eyesight, They dive down and they attack this animal for their food. Well, when they're diving down at this speed of 200 miles an hour to get their food, something happens at 15 feet away from this food or from the ground. Instantly, now, when they're diving, of course, they're diving like this and their, their wings are behind them. But when they get 15 feet from their prey, from their food that they desire, their wings immediately spread out, their talons come out, their strong uh, talons that are sharp. And these wings, they serve for them like brakes from coming from the sky at 2,200 miles an hour. And then these wings at 15 feet away come out and act like brakes with their talons out there so that they can attack and succeed in getting their food. When I found this out, I thought, oh God, this is so powerful because you're comparing us to eagles. You're saying those that wait upon the Lord, that acknowledge the Holy Spirit and the inside, we might be moving really quickly, but at the right time, at the needed time, something happens. Maybe a problem comes. Maybe we get a bad report. And instead of freaking out, our wings of authority, they immediately come out. It puts the brakes on. And we're listening. We're trying to hear. We're leaning in to hear what God has to say about this situation. Friend, I think that is so powerful. I want to say to you right now that By the Spirit of God, you and I have these powerful wings of authority that act as brakes to say, no, no, this situation, no, this situation is not going to take me down. I am listening to the Holy Spirit. I am leaning in to know what He wants me to do, and the plan that I need to be successful in doing what I need to do, that's what those wings, they act like. Instead of us just diving, our wings come out, we slow down, we think, we listen, and we're not going to miss the opportunity To do the right thing and to use our strength to bring productive and beneficial results to the object that is needed. Now, Queen Esther, I mean, she was an amazing woman. Of course, we know that she wasn't always a queen, she was a young girl that was taken into the palace. She lost her language, she lost her culture, she lost her family. She lost a lot. She became queen. And when she heard that through wicked Haman, he had a plan to kill all the Jews. I mean, she's, fl- she's just, you know, flying along, doing her retre- routine, being a queen. But she, when she hears the news that all of her people are going to be destroyed. They're all going to be killed. And that she has to use her power and her authority to do something. She puts the brakes on. She might be doing queenly activities and acting like everything is wonderful. But for her to do what she did and go before the king who hadn't called her for one month and there was a rule you couldn't come before the king without being invited. And if he didn't put his scepter out there, you would be killed. But she, she had to put the brakes on all of her queenly privileges, all of her right to reign and be having all this power, humble herself, pray, fast, seek God uh, to get the courage to go into that king and to believe that he would hold his scepter out so that he wouldn't kill her. Now, we know the end of the story, but Esther, on that day, she didn't know the end of the story. She needed to put her brakes on. She needed to be listening. She needed to humble herself, to be able to accomplish the will, and the plan of God. She had to move out of her comfort zone, her usual routine, and spread her wings of authority and put her brakes on. She listened, she fasted, she prayed, she humbled herself. But waiting on the Lord, you and I are like like Esther, putting on our brakes and spreading our wings of authority to accomplish what needs to be done. You see, that eagle, I mean, he's flying at such a speed. And, you know, you you and I, we might just be flying along and everything being going great. But for us to really get our target, for us to really get what needs to be done or pass through the test, we've got to put our wings of authority out and listen and pray and lean in on the spirit of God and hear what it is that he has to say to us and the plan of victory. Oh, this is so powerful. When she did that, when she leaned into the spirit of God, when she humbled herself, when she prayed, she used her authority. And what happened? God used her to save a nation. Well, I'm telling you, friend, that when we have to put our brakes on and we say, no, I'm saying no to offense. We say, no, I'm saying no to this argument. We're saying no, I'm saying no to fear and I'm saying yes to courage. We have to make a decision just like that eagle does to put out his magnificent wings like brakes and say, no, God has a plan and I'm listening and I'm going with his plan. I think it's really powerful. You know, many years ago, many, many, many years ago, my husband and I, uh, we were traveling all around the United States and traveling with our boys. And I was ministering to, with Rick. It was just a wonderful time. Boys were um, Paul was like three, Philip was was uh, one. Oh, it was just wonderful. But then there was a time where Rick said, Denise, you need to stay home. And, and of course, then then we had Joel, and he was a baby, and you need to stay home. Well. I started feeling so sorry for myself because every week or every two weeks or every three weeks, I was found myself getting Rick's things ready, driving to the airport and then saying goodbye to him for two or three weeks, coming back, crying, and doing this routine over and over again. It was not very pleasant and and I was seeking the Lord and the Lord did something amazing. He was showing me how to put my wings out and how to put on the brakes. And he showed me in Isaiah chapter 54, verse two, and it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Well, when I read that, the Lord said to me, He said, okay, you're moving in one set of emotions. You're resentful. You're sad. You're depressed. You're angry. And he said, I have another set of emotions for you to move in. Proud of your husband, supportive of your husband, joyful, uh, peaceful. And he said to me, just like that scripture, he said, It's time for you to embrace this other set of emotion. It was time for me to put on my brakes of resentment and jealousy and anger and depression because I didn't marry my husband so I could be without him. And my life was going in a direction that I didn't like. Maybe yours is. Maybe you're dealing with depression or anger or resentment Maybe you need to do what happened to me. Maybe you need to put your brakes on and say, I need to embrace another set of emotions. Well, by the Spirit's grace and power, I didn't do it perfectly, but I embraced those other emotions. I repented of the anger, resentment, jealousy, depression, and I gravitated and hung to and leaned to this other set of emotions of being proud of my husband and supportive of my husband. Well, you know, your decisions, they have consequences. They have power. They have influence. I had no idea how powerful that this decision was that I made. And years and years later, years and years later, somebody was in, in interviewing our son Paul. And they said, why, why is it that you love the ministry so much and your dad was gone so much and, and why don't you resent the ministry because your dad was gone so much? And he said, well, I have to say it's because of my mom. Because my mom, she was supportive of my dad and she taught us to be supportive of him. And we felt like we were part of what he was doing. Now, friend, I had no idea that my decision was gonna have that kind of influence over my child. All I was doing was putting the brakes on resentment, anger, jealousy, depression and grabbing a hold of pride for my husband, joy, peace and supporting him. But it had great consequences on my children. What kind of decisions are you making? Are there some decisions that you need to put the brakes on? Do you need to make some other decisions that would be more fruitful for you or your family or your job or your, uh, your, your husband, your children? Do you need to put the brakes on? Well, you have the power to put the brakes on. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you can spread out your wings just that, like that eagle did and just say, wait a minute. It's time for me to put my brakes on and now I'll get what it is that I need. Like Esther, she put the brakes on on her routine on her queenly way to move about in her life and she saved a nation what kind of thing is it that God wants you to do you have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you you have these powerful wings to say no I'm not going to do that anymore I'm putting the brakes on I just want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for my friend. And God, I ask you to help them to look at what they're doing, to ask, Do I need to put the brakes on this right now? Am I moving in the right direction? Am I getting what it is I want? And to recognize the power of your spirit inside of them and to take your power and to rise up with that power. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Well, friend, we wanna hear from you. Please, please, we wanna pray for you and hear from you. We love you and I'll see you next time.
1: All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved. Right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes, little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in Control Here? My Mouth or Me? I Thought I Was Supposed to Change It. Help Me, Lord. I Need to Forgive. I Thought I Had Already Reached My Forgiveness Quota. Rick Renner says this series is so awesome every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve this life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $25 we are also offering you Denise's companion book who Stole Cinderella? For just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.